Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Full Kid Banter, the podcast where we're all about the hard-hitting home truths. And joining me this episode are my fellow fraud lords, Pascal, BK and Nathan. So just putting Pascal through the gauntlet of sadness as we all know he's our resident French fan. And um Ooh. sad to say <laughs> sad to say that um you know everyone's favorite French footballers FC got knocked out by Switzerland. <laughs> Where was that going? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know man. But um yeah, Pascal, I mean I guessing both of us watched the match and um you know from a neutral point of view I felt that it was an entertaining one, you know, um lots of goals. You know what I want to see, but um I was kind of sad that, you know, my boy Kante and you know, Giroud as well, you know, couldn't have the opportunity to lift up the uh wait. Was it the Wait, they won the World Cup, but they didn't win Euros, no, right? Yeah, if they won this, it would be a back-to-back. Yeah, yeah, and I, I kind of blame it all on Varane and his freaking fraudulent performances at the back, <laughs> but um, just want to get your little insight, you know, and your little... You know, pick your brain a little bit on your thoughts on, on the match. Right, uh, where to start? Um, you can start so, with the defence. So, so <laughs> the, match is a, the, ma- the match as a whole, I think mm-hmm. we started it off wrong to begin with with the the three mm-hmm. slash five at the back um this of course was enforced due to lack of options at left back so we dropped rabio to left back which failed spectacularly it, it kind of looked more like a you guys play a back five with rabio at left wing back exactly but but the thing is longley um kimpembe and varan had zero chemistry together they they, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they were getting each other into trouble and that Swiss kind of front three, like the, the diamond up front was just running rampant. And Yeah, sorry to cut in, but it's yeah. the first time that the three of them have played together in this tournament. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the first time they've played together in like... Ever. For, for, forever? Ever. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't think France oh, has so ever employed a back three like this before. So basically, the Shams did a pep. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Wait, mm. who was France left back in the first place? Um, it was supposed to be Lucas Hernandez. And then Luca Dean, so both Lucases got crocked. How come? So <laughs> we ended up just injured, lah. Oh, yeah. that's that's kind of a trend with this tournament, though. I'm seeing a lot of injuries. Um, the extra time doesn't help, of course. But mm-hmm. I mean, going back to the match itself, very poor in the first half, deservedly behind, could have been worse. Um, but once, uh, Pavard, Pavard also is another guy who's had a really terrible tournament. Um, after bursting on at the 20, 2018 World Cup um, but after he gave away the penalty and the Swiss could have gone 2-0 up that's when you felt kind of the air just disappear out of the stadium like all the French fans you know at 1-0 you always believe like we're still in it you know we're going to turn it around but at that moment of right before going 2-0 down you could tell that everyone that was the first time in this competition where all the French players and French fans collectively realize like this could be the end. So when Loris makes a beautiful save, which Benzema actually had a word with him about, I don't know if you guys caught that right before Rodriguez took the spot kick. Benzema whispered something in his ear. I don't know if he was telling him something about Rodriguez or if he was just telling Loris like, "My man, like you know, like <laughs> the weight of the the weight of the weight of the nation is on your shoulders." I feel but like we could, a, we, we could make a meme out of that. I'll, I'll go oh, for it. sure, dude. For sure. He made, a fa- he made a spectacular save and then 
you couldn't you couldn't script this within two minutes Benzema of all people gets the equalizer very well taken goal and mm. then you feel the momentum switch like that's what yep. I love so much about football like yep. yeah France lost I'm upset about it but yesterday's match was like you mentioned just something spectacular for the neutrals close to game of the tournament but um, we've actually had we've had mm. a lot of really good games man and a lot of high scoring ones yeah which and, is, uh, and a lot of just yeah quality football like despite mm-hmm. the lack of atmosphere in certain matches mm-hmm. and I don't know about you guys we can talk about this a bit more later I just feel that the lack of a home sort of nation takes away from the tournament mm-hmm. like I think the closest thing we've had to a, a home nation has been Denmark and Hungary because uh, with Denmark especially you know them playing all their games in Copenhagen is a crazy mm-hmm. atmosphere but I kind of felt like that was missing for a lot of the bigger sides that's um, true but yeah, I mean, England. Yeah, England have been playing all their matches at Wembley. That's true. Yeah, but even nerds. then, I, I don't. I don't get a <laughs> sense. I, like even for for the Dutch playing at home or for Germany playing in Munich and and so on and so forth. I don't get the same vibes as I did with these smaller nations. Like like the Danish fans, especially with what they've had to go through. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a great quality match yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, France. So much good work was done to go 3-0 up only to have a huge lapse in concentration. And from that point on, going to extra time, it's like the momentum swung 180 once again back to the Swiss and they never looked back. You know, they held firm in extra time. Both sides were pretty much running on empty. Um, I think France tried a little bit harder to get the goal because the pressure was on them. But once it went to penalties, you just felt like there was only going to be one winner coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Summer man, pretty good penalty saving statistics if you guys didn't know. And uh just want to talk about the man of the match. It was awarded to Granit Xhaka and I felt that it was one of the best matches I've seen him play in an Arsenal sorry, as in both for Arsenal, if you're talk about Arsenal and his international career, he really did control the midfield, which I felt was sort of lacking in the front side of things. I mean I I know that Pogba did score that worthy of a goal but it always felt that you guys were bypassed too easily in the midfield mm. lacking a little bit um, I mean we did talk about it off air about a Matuidi like figure or you know if you're gonna budget it a little bit you know an Enzonzi type figure uh, a guy who's just there to destroy the midfield and I felt that you know you guys can have used someone of that ilk after Pogba scored the goal because um, you know it was all out attack from Switzerland because they have nothing to lose they literally threw the kid Sink against you guys and uh the second goal man again uh, from um could you help me pronounce his name I my, my tongue always oh, Se- Se- Seferovic to Seferovic I'm right? just gonna call him Sefi uh, Se- yeah. Sefi scored that goal um again a bit sus defending from Varane I mean uh yeah you could easily put him as you know Varane as the fraud lord of the tournament right now because I expect so much more from Varane you know Playing for Real Madrid and all that, you know, he he's supposed to be the leader at the back, but I don't know. Um, j- just to segue a little bit, um, Nathan and BK, I I I do feel that you know this Euro tournament has been more enjoyable to watch because the past few tournaments, you know, the the Euros, the previous Euros, and most recently the World Cup in twenty eighteen, every match that I've seen, it was extremely cagey, extremely pragmatic, and like no one seemed like they wanted to grab the game by the throat of the neck they're like relying on individual brilliance but this tournament there's been loads of goals man I, I'm not sure about 
the reason for this stark contrast but I, I don't know maybe I, I don't know maybe maybe it's the fact that there's home no home nation and uh, the fact that you have to travel around quite a lot is could have an effect on, on, on the players somewhat I don't know so what do you guys think I mean uh, I'm just gonna throw it to Nathan okay because it's been yeah um just just your views on the entire tournament so far and yeah yeah that's a good point i mean uh the matches have been what i've liked a lot about this euros is that uh a lot of teams that you don't have much expectation for um are playing a lot better like they 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 show a lot of um besides just character they have a lot of uh real good chemistry and that's something that I think as as neutrals who who don't really get to watch these players who who are not all playing in um in your usual big clubs right um it's hard because you don't really know what how they work as a team but to see them um like the chemistry has been good that's always what I feel could be the 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 difference between some of the big um nations that, that we have all expectations for like your France and Portugal who are now out um their teams tend to not gel sometimes uh even though on paper individually everyone looks like they they should win on paper but yeah those those teams that are uh, the smaller countries if i mean not to belittle them but i mean they they're just the lesser known countries um they've been playing exceptionally well and i think uh, i think that's been been a great watch uh that they really come out fighting and i think that's really uh, been something that's quite different maybe for these euros and that's why we've been seeing a lot of um late uh, last minute pushes where they are pushing for uh, equalizers and stuff. We saw that with uh, in the in the Spain match as well with Croatia. Um, that was mm-hmm. also another good match. So yeah, I think overall it's been you, quite. Do you see? Yeah. Did you watch the match highlights for that particular uh qualif- sorry uh, round of yeah, sixteen yeah, yeah, match? The, like the uh, Morata scored an absolute beauty. Yeah, yeah. With his weak foot, the, like, the volley, the volley where he hit it into the rest of the net. Yeah, I'm like. Bro, he's he's been missing easy chance. I like, you know, when he was at Chelsea, he was a guy that scored difficult goals, but the easy ones seem to be the one he messed up. It's a bit like uh, Gabriel Jesus, where you know when he has to think, when he has to place a shot, he he messes it up. But when it's um, called reactive, yeah, yeah. yeah when it's even instinctual, even like Salah has that also, right? Salah tends to miss yeah. the the easy one on ones, but then he pulls out these weird ass angle goals, and you're like, how how's he done that? <laughs> yeah. Very, very, yeah, true, man, very true exactly so what has your match you know your match of the tournament been so far uh I actually quite like that that Spain Croatia match Spain Croatia yeah, yeah, the, yeah it's, that one I mean it's the one with the most goals <laughs> yeah it, but I think okay it for goes. that one it, it's it's because going into that match I kind mm-hmm. of had my expectation for Spain lowered I feel like they've been quite mm-hmm. underwhelming uh even since mm-hmm. the group stages but um now in this round of 16 uh some of their players are starting to step up a little bit like uh, Pedri mm-hmm. had a really good game and um, mm-hmm. even uh, Aspilicueta like the way the, his goal where he bombed forward you're like wait this isn't mm-hmm. a set piece but he's in the he's in the six yard box so like they've really I been going for yeah, it yeah it's it's pretty cool. it's pretty typical Aspilicueta no? he, he, he scores goals like this even at Chelsea like you don't expect him to be there but yeah he, he just is uh, but um, talking about underwhelming matches you know, I gotta gotta talk about Belgium versus Portugal, man. I, mean, mm. I I did catch that match, and I have no idea how I finished one 0 to Belgium. It it seemed that the ball didn't want to go in for Portugal at all. Like, even I I don't know if you guys noticed this, but um, 
at at uh at the at the end of the game, you know, um, Ronaldo actually was was having a chat with Kotoa, and I I could actually read what he was saying. He he said that um the ball didn't want to go in, uh, at all, and yeah, it, it felt that you know right right after Torgan Hazard scored, you know that beauty of a goal, by the way. Portugal just laid siege on on Belgium's goal, but it, like like what Ronaldo so, so explicitly put it, the it just didn't want to go in and. Yep, Belgium might have advanced to the quarterfinals to play Italy, but there's only so much fraudulence that your team can take. You know, I I've been really suspect about. But were, were they out, were they outplayed or did they just kind of like ride their luck a little bit? Because sometimes you it's need kind that. of it, it's kind of like um I, I'm gonna liken it to you know the s- extra time of Bayern versus Chelsea where they just laid siege to Chelsea's goal, but the ball didn't just want to go in. I like see. it's it's a concoction of misses, you know, the the ball hitting the, the goalpost, you know, and, and Kotoa just digging Belgium out of the hole. And uh I feel that against a team like Italy, you know, now firm favourites for the tournament, I do feel that Belgium I don't know, I I have nothing against Belgium, but I do feel that Italy on the whole, they do have the right they're really the right players, you know. They they haven't considered a goal. Wait, sorry, they have considered a goal, but it was after extra time. And I don't know, but the thing is that football is a funny old game. Like, yeah, yeah like Italy can be heavy favorites against Belgium, but what all you need is just one goal to separate two teams. And mm. yeah, so I don't know what, what do you guys think about the quarterfinals. So what I have on here is um like like I said, Belgium versus Italy, and then now we. It's um wait, Switzerland against Spain. Oh, it's Switzerland against Spain, right? Yeah, pretty juicy matchups, and I think we have Denmark against the Czech Republic. And yeah, just to go on, we have the last few matches playing tonight. Uh, we have everyone's favorite England versus Germany. Ooh, that's a, still a very good match to watch. Yeah, and uh, wait, let me Sweden, just Sweden, 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 Ukraine. Sweden, yeah, Sweden, Ukraine. So you know, BK has been pretty quiet for the past <laughs> uh, fifteen minutes. So I'm just gonna throw it. Your your boys, England, man, against Germany. Yeah, everybody and, uh, else's yeah. favorite has been knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, man. Yeah, that is oh, true. Man. That is true. Oh my god! Yeah, but shit. If I call, yeah, I just want right. to hear. <laughs> I just want to hear your thoughts about, you know, England and and their chances on advancing to the quarterfinals I think, against. Uh, I think a lot of us are like uh, all on the fence about England, right? Everyone's like kind of hopeful. I mean, at the start. At the, at the start, I was before they kicked the ball, but right now, against an out of sorts German side, I do feel that they... Okay, although the bookmakers' favourites are on Germany, but I do feel that England is going to vibe and shithouse a 1-0 win. <laughs> Just how they are right now. I, can, I know, and it's like, I I actually feel like they will get past this. I think we, we, we said this also, we, they'll get past this with a win, and then they'll just flop the next match against like either Sweden or... Like typical, you, typical yeah, England typical style. typical right? England <laughs> style. And then everyone's like... Oh, by the way, your your star boy Saka is starting. Yeah, just man. If you didn't know. Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. that was a rumour. Uh, no, 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 it's, it's um concrete. Deservedly really yeah. starts. Yeah. Deservedly yeah. starts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, great lah. I mean, uh, still sad for Grealish though, and as well Sancho. Uh, I, I don't know, not feeling the Sterling thing still. I mean, I told you guys this offline, I'm still not feeling the Sterling. Harry Kane, uh, still not in the game yet, so... It's hard to say, it's hard to say. Harry Kane's been looking off, man. Like, I, I don't know, it, maybe it's a system thing, but he f- feels that 
I, I, he's not the same Harry Kane of Spurs. Like he, he feels that he's. I feel like he's been dropping deep too much. I feel like he's been trying too hard to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. A little bit like Mbappe for France, um, but Kane. I really, think but Kane. Uh-huh. Kane, right? Um, once, Mbappe once he gets the been, service. Yeah. Once he gets the service. Yeah, yeah. And that's the once difference. Once he just M- gets one goal, I, I think he'll be up and running. Yeah, like I said, that's the difference between Mbappe and Kane. Mbappe has been getting the service, but he he hasn't been. It's not a typical Mbappe fashion in terms of his finishing, but Kane, I don't know. Oh, he's the finishing for sure, for sure. Yeah. But he, he's been trying to, or at least he tried in the in the four games before he got eliminated. He he tried to do too much. I think he was believing his own hype. Like, it's not a knock on Mbappe. I mean, he's a young guy. You know, he he's at the world at his feet, and you're expected to be your nation's leading man. So naturally, you you feel like you need to overdo things and I think Kane is an, a bit of that same bracket right now but I mean against a, a back line of like what uh, Rudiger Hummels and um, yeah man they're all giants Gin- man. Ginter right mm. uh, I, I think it's not it's not a particularly pacey back line so I think England could find some joy there um, Rudiger against Mason Mount it's a matchup I'm looking forward to oh Mount's Just on the bench Oh, Mount's, Mount's not starting? Start. Oh, okay. Is it yeah. out yet? Because I haven't seen the lineup yet. Uh, I mean, That's okay. awfully so, early so though. That's awfully no, early. No, as in... Um, also, for R- listeners, uh, we're, we're actually recording this before the match, so we don't really know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, according to rumours, Southgate is going to play a 3-4-3, so it's a back 5. 3 uh, Luke Shaw is going to be a left back. Yeah, okay. yeah Luke Shaw's playing left back. Trippe is playing right back. So the midfield two is going to be Phillips and Declan oh, Rice. He's, he's just trying to counter Guzans and um, mm, Kimmy. Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty smart tactic. I mean, it's, it's very Gareth Southgate, you know. Like, um, so it's pretty safe in the back. It's yeah. pretty comfortable. Yeah. Mm, yeah I don't Maguire, like, Maguire. I don't like Maguire's that. fit to start. <laughs> Man. I, don't I feel like Maguire hasn't been fit the whole tournament. I feel he, he might be the Varane of like England. <laughs> Who knows? Maguire? Yeah. Like he comes in and then might just wreck the whole synergy. And Th- that that's why I don't. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. I like actually, Man United have Maguire and Varane for next season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually feel Saka won't be starting because I think he'll be studying. Uh, for no, no, he he is going to start. It's confirmed. But it's like you have Foden, Sterling, and Kane at the front. If you have Declan Rice and Phillips still countering that whole midfield thing, then no, it's it's Kane, Sterling, and Saka over Foden. Yeah, over Foden. Foden, Grealish, and Mount, they're all on the bench. Wow. Wait, but I, I wanted to bring something up apart from the lineups. Like, looking at the mm-hmm. brackets, right? I know a lot of noise was made, um, particularly when the knockout brackets came out because the, the right side of the equation was a lot weaker. Mm-hmm. And it got even weaker with Holland getting... Knocked out, um, yeah. Eliminated. So, so right now, right, it's so hard to look beyond that Germany-England tie producing... Mm-hmm. It's finalist Like Can you guys see Any other team Realistically from that side Emerging to challenge The winner of England Germany Yeah Sweden <laughs> You think so Because Ah uh, it's a good point But Sweden right I've watched them play a few times I Actually going back to the, the Question about my favourite Match so far at the tournament I really enjoyed Poland Sweden it's a ridiculous game if you guys um didn't catch oh, it. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, that it's tri- like Poland. Yeah. Poland were chasing the game, needed to score, and then Sweden caught them on the break. But actually, I, I think c- Sweden have enough to get by Ukraine, but I don't think they have enough, especially at the back, to win the whole thing. I I, I firmly believe these tournaments are won 
with solid defenses, which is, you know, going back to France, it's conceding twice against Portugal and then three against Switzerland. The writing was kind of on the wall, but like we say, England, sometimes watching England can be like watching paint dry, but if they are able to keep another clean sheet tonight, right, that'll be four and four. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the foundations on which you win knockout style co- uh, competition. So is, is this a long-winded way of you saying it's coming home? <laughs> I still don't. I still don't believe. But okay, I mean, if you're gonna look at England, it's it'll be hard to itself, deny I, I, if they can keep things tight at the yeah, back once it, again. I, I feel that in terms of squad balance, England and Italy, they are the top two. You know the epitomes of balance, like like. In, you, I mean, three clean sheets in three for England, it's it's pretty remarkable, you know, judging by how many goals the other teams have shipped in in the group stages. And yeah, I, I do agree that a strong defence is the foundation of every tournament winning side. And yeah, you look at England's bracket, you know, to the final, it's 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 pretty much, you, you get over Germany, you get one over Germany, and it's... I know football is like they always say the ball is always round, but it seems like it's a one-way path to the final for England. But the other two yeah. team, uh, the other two countries on the other side is that they'll have to face right if they get through is uh, Czech and Patrick Schick, and then the Danes. Oh, either of them mm-hmm. will go through, and they've both been pretty like like dark horses in this tournament. Like I I, I rate Denmark. Uh, I still don't really rate the Czechs. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if Czech you, got lucky with that. I'll red tell card. you why because yeah, they were getting outplayed by the Dutch. Um very unlucky not to Holland were really unlucky not to score. Then the league decides he's playing like netball. <laughs> um like, like that's that's quite remarkable that he's ever think of doing that with VAR because you know, pre VAR days, yeah, maybe you could get away with it, but it's a split <laughs> it's second thing, la. It's a split second thing. You you kind of just a bit like yeah. It's just <laughs> you're just gonna throw in my my Leno dick there. It's a bit like you know what Leno <laughs> did against Wolves, like <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the Superman punch. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, going back to your point on 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 why the Czech Republic are frauds. The Czechs, I don't want to use the word fraud because they've been entertaining to watch, but. I looked at how they performed against the two bigger sides they faced in the group, which was Croatia and England. They kind of didn't turn up in both games. Were quite fortunate to get a point against Croatia. And then Holland. I mean, once again, you have to write your luck. But I still think the better side lost. And I just see their luck running out eventually. I think I think the Danes... Um, they want it more. Made, it's not just they want it more. They're actually a really good side. Like... Um, Withstanding the Ericsson drama, I think they'd be where they are right now on merit, but they have this extra motivating factor that no other team can compete with, and they have genuine quality in the side. Like, Daniel Vass is, is an engine in midfield. I mean, you got Braithwaite and Paulson. Dem's got, Dem's got, man. Not the yeah. most talented or, like, technically gifted players, but very mm-hmm. quick. Um... So I do see Denmark being the biggest threat to England that side of the bracket, but or not even England. England and Germany. I'm not ruling out the Germans at all, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be very tough, lah. It's 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 tough to overlook the left side of the bracket coming out on top. Okay, so right now Belgium versus Italy, who wins? 
I have to go with Italy lah. I don't know about the rest Italy. of you guys. Especially because I think Belgium have KDB as a doubt I, and Hazard, yeah. E Hazard I, as a I doubt. I do feel that 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 match is kind of. Uh, it's very similar to when when you guys played Belgium in the World Cup. Like you know, Belgium were were coming in this uh, much heralded attacking force, and you guys were sort of the underdog by a little bit in terms of the bookmakers. And yeah, Belgium had a lot of possession, but if I'm not wrong, Varane brought you guys to the final, yeah, right? With correct. the header, was it Varane? <laughs> How ironic! Yeah, I, yeah, I do feel. I do feel that it, it's a it's kind of a Bonucci. It has Bonucci header. <laughs> match winning header all over it man yeah 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 I, I, I have this feeling uh, yeah um, I feel it's Spain versus draw, oh but okay yeah but someone has to uh, yeah there <laughs> advance yeah okay fine Belgium or Italy Italy man Italy yeah Italy okay so Spain versus Switzerland this is a tough one I, I mm. want the Swiss um, to win I, I don't want the yeah because win. because Everyone on paper right now, like Spain, have just got five back to back. They finally look like they are, they've showed up. And a lot of people are going to point to the fact that Xhaka is going to be missing in that quarterfinal. Oh, he's uh, suspended, right? Yeah, and I'll, like just a really quick segue. You guys are hyping Xhaka up, right? I mm. actually thought he lost his head. Right after Pogba scored, he was like, he just doing typical Xhaka <laughs> stuff, like, like lunging into tackles, like. He was mentally gone. Yeah, but... So you got a cheap yellow card, but then once yeah, Seferovic got the second yeah. goal... Exactly. So with Xhaka, mm. you get that. Um, mm. That was just a quick segue, but... Yep. They're going to miss him a lot. I think okay, Mbappu needs it, to start. Yeah. I think that tips it a little bit to the Spain side. Yeah. Xhaka's a big, big miss. Like, say what you want about him. Say what you want about him, but... um. I got I kinda got a little segment for future episodes on, on Zaka and how he'll be missed at Arsenal, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, <laughs> big miss. Big miss. Big miss uh for it's, hard, it's, hard, so. it's hard to look beyond Spain, but um mm-hmm. I, I could see the Swiss digging deep I and could just see playing the on the counter attack. Yeah. I, I could see like I, I could draw. S- like Spain. Yeah, exactly. Being I could yeah. I, I could see I could see sw- the Swiss doing uh implementing <laughs> the game plan that both um, Sweden and Poland used on Spain in the group stages, so mm-hmm. it's not gonna be a cakewalk, lah. I think. I think it's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Of, it's gonna be very yeah. competitive. Czech Republic versus Denmark, Danish. The Danes, uh. yeah. It's hard, hard to look beyond the Danes, yeah. I, I think. I, pa- I kind of feel. Schick. Yeah, I, I kind of sorry, sorry to cut in, but yeah, I kind of feel ahead. that you know after we've been treated to like a huge lushness of goals from like the group stage and round of 16 I do feel that the quarterfinals is going to be a bit of the KG, you know revert yeah, back yeah. to style yeah KG you know both teams not wanting to go all out at the start then it, I, I think there could be a fair few one news you know new news winning in extra time going all the way to penalties and all that I don't know it's, it's just that you know as a, as you go to the latter stages of the competition yeah teams, teams just naturally shut up they, they don't want to give away cheap goals and all that I mean, if you look but at yeah. it already, it's already three games which went to extra time. Uh, Belgium. Yeah, but there there has been a flurry of goals. That's the difference. It's not like uh, it's new new nils and one ones. And, uh, yeah. Mm. Well, defense mm. have been a question with most teams, I guess. Yep. So the question of the night, though, England or Germany? <laughs> I gotta back my boys I'm, up. I'll <laughs> let you guys go first. I'll back my boys up. Uh, yeah, I'll 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 back them. I mean, they have that home turf thing, but I don't think it's gonna do much. Honestly, it comes down to the players, uh. 
Didn't they do some dark arts? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't yeah. train at Wembley. <laughs> hey, UEFA backed them up, man. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, man. It, it, it's gotta come home one day or another. Uh, yeah, so yeah, England for me, man. I mean, like what Pascal mentioned earlier on, like the pace they have on the wings, mm-hmm. and hopefully, like Southgate uses that uh, against the Germans' defense. Then yeah, that might get it somewhere. You think it's gonna be high scoring? Nah, or? I don't. Do even I tell you, if they score one goal, they'll just go straight back to defense. Yeah, but th- that's the whole point because I I do feel with the way that so okay so I'm I'm thinking that you're gonna go for an England win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so far, I think is Joachim Lowe is a guy who's not gonna. He, he's a bit like Wenger, you know. He he's not gonna change his tactics, chop and change, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I get yeah what you mean. He's, he's not those reactionary managers and all that. I do feel he's the type that's gonna go all out attack, and this fits England style to a T because Southgate is this reserve manager, you know. He he doesn't like to risk. And he's definitely gonna play on the counter, and dude, I do feel that dude is playing Sterling. like Stoke man, but like national team. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's already written in the stars. Werner Havertz yeah, to score the winning goals. <laughs> it's like, I, dude. I then he so, gonna, he's gonna do the shushing celebration, and then it's gonna be yeah, he's gonna quest. point. He's gonna point at the German badge, but <laughs> yeah. But I I do feel that you know Sterling has been much maligned throughout this tournament, but I I feel that he's the key factor. For England to beat Germany because he's the guy that makes runs in and beyond the defense, and Germany's defense has been extremely sus throughout the tournament. Even though they play with a back three, but yeah, it doesn't seem to click at all. And no, I I I, I feel that I, yeah. I I don't really like their black back three to be honest. I still prefer Germany in the four four two, but I don't really think they have their left and right. Uh, covered. I I I don't know. I always feel Germany is more confident with the four three three four five one system. They, they don't defend as a unit. Like it, it's more like Joachim Lowe saying, "Okay, I want to play a three four three because I want to. I want I want your sorry Joachim Lowe. I want uh Yoshokimich and Gusens to bomb forward. I just want to play a wing back system, and I don't really care on how you guys gonna defend. You guys just manage yourselves, organize yourselves, and yeah, Germany has not kept a clean sheet." At all this tournament, and I do feel that England have all the possibilities to score against them. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if England beat them like three one and all that. Whoa! Yeah, no, no. This this is gonna be the game where like England beats Germany and they beat them like, and it goes into over, margin it goes into overdrive. Yeah, and and like the it's coming home vibe. It it goes it goes onto like through the roofs and all that, and then like they face. Denmark or or Czech Republic and then they lose. <laughs> you'll see, we'll see. So what about you? Mm. Uh, what about Nate? What about Pascal and Nate? What, this? what are you guys uh, calling it? Um, Pass you go first. Nate, Nate, Nate. <laughs> I go first. Um, what you, okay, like the thing is, right? All signs point to England coming out on top. Just I'm not gonna repeat what you guys just said. Uh, I agree. Almost everything you guys mentioned earlier. Um, that being said, I just think Germany have England's number, man. It's just, it is the history of the England, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Germany always seems to have their number. They always seem to have a mental block against them. So I think this, Seven if one. they were to come out on top, it would be monumental for, for not just for like their hopes of winning the Euros, but for English football as well. Um, But I don't know. I, I Part of me wants England to win just because I have like a couple of English players in FIFA who get boosted if they <laughs> win. So go go England, but 
my my heart tells me Germany just because of the history and the the mental edge they have over England. But um, I don't think it'll be quite as high scoring as Sash mentioned earlier. I think England's gonna grind this out. Uh, probably one nil or two one. Yeah, that that that's what I think is gonna happen. But you never know, man. We we were all predicting Germany to struggle against Portugal and they completely annihilated them. So. It really depends which Germany shows up. We've seen three different German sides so far in this tournament. A very tepid, um, kind of insipid Germany against Hungary. They had to get bailed out. Um, a rip-roaring German side, you know, very cavalier in attack and kind of okay to let in goals at the back against Portugal. And a very possession-based Germany that just couldn't break down the low block against France. So I think England would do very well to put either Phillips or Rice on Tony Cruz because he's the one that makes them tick. He's the one who's going to be looking for for, for Gnabry up front. He's going to be looking for Muller in front of him um, and and the wing backs to, to his left and right. So I, I think if they can shut down Tony Cruz, that's half the battle won. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. How about you, Nate? Uh, I think for variety's sake. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Germans. <laughs> I feel oh, like come on. my heart's just not in it for the English team. Like they've got, I feel sometimes when they like, I think yeah, as as Pas rightly said, when they come against a team with that kind of a history against them, I think they 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 will struggle. It's not like how they would think. Oh, we can play our style because now you can already think that Southgate's trying to adapt them, and um, I just don't think that they have the chemistry to to. To, to to kind of play against this German team who will also be trying to get a lot of possession. So this is going to be, I think it's going to be one of those who decides to to try to hold possession, who wants to be the countering team. Because I could see it being that England wants to be the countering team and that could likely be the case. But they don't really do very well in a, in a low block sitting situation. Uh, so um, uh, it's going to be quite weird. Like they I could get easily cut through. Yeah, I, I just read this, uh, but Gundogan, Rudiger and Gozens could miss the England clash. Oh, oh with COVID. Oh, uh, Gozens and Rudiger have cold symptoms, and oh no, Gundogan has a sustained bruised skull against Hungary. So, Nathan, would you want a <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, so, 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 so that's probably gonna be Sane on the left, um, Goretzka in the middle, and then. I don't know who they're gonna fit in to replace. Probably Nicholas Sula. Yeah. Oh. To swap to swap with Rudiger. Wait, who, who's who, so wait? Sane is gonna play left wing back. I can't yeah. imagine. I can't oh, imagine they, they, they. No, you could push um, uh, Kimmich. Don't there. they have? You can put. Uh, I mean, Kimmich can play. Yeah. Nabi. But then who's gonna play on the right? Nab. Who's on the right? Nabi. Doesn't matter, lah. I mean, that doesn't matter. We we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Also, that's 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 job to figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. I also think there's one more thing we haven't kind of mentioned um i'm just gonna piggyback off what nathan talked about like the whole counter and and possession based styles it's kind of youthful exuberance versus experience you know this german side is probably a mishmash of like still half of the world cup winners and the other half are like kind of coming through but this english side seems almost you know they're all pretty like relatively fresh-faced it's just the english um, people uh, they, they, they and i, I yeah, exactly. And I actually think playing at Wembley will be do England a disservice because Yeah, it's more they are, pressure. They are trying to they are trying to play a counter attacking style, but their fans are gonna be groaning 
they're going to get more frustrated the more possession the Germans have. So it's how how mentally I really believe it's it's going to be down to who's more mentally tough. I think talent wise and just personal wise they are very evenly matched. I just think it's whoever has the stronger mindset is going to win this game. Can't wait. Yeah, the Germans actually mm. their attack is their attack players are quite young and fast as well. I think that's something that has been it's, it's quite unlike typical German teams. Uh, now they have y- your Werner and Sane, right? Well, that's a f- and Nabi. Yeah, Ver- Werner has not been playing at all. Oh, that's it's, true. It's la. mostly been Kai. Kai, Kai it's mostly been Kai. Yeah, King Kai, King man. Kai, King Kai. Ah, <laughs> yeah, Lim. <laughs> hey, but like, I wanted to ask you guys, like, so the Sancho situation at England, like, what's going on, man? He doesn't get any. Game hey, time you're, at all. You're <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the transfer. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> are we going to that just yet? Oh, we're, we're Maybe tonight, soon, maybe soon, maybe soon. tonight is the the weapon X. You know they're gonna play mm-hmm. him and Bellingham because they have experience in the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, they know how to. <laughs> maybe, no, I'm keeping them. I I have this weird theory that he's just gonna get past Germany with this like defensive thing, and then like, after that he's just gonna go full attack all the way. Yeah, but Who knows? Sancho, I don't know, man. Like Southgate just doesn't like to play players who have who plays in Germany shown attacking talents. Who right. <laughs> shows I don't know, like. <laughs> Yeah, like entire tournament, he's only played like six minutes. Don't know why, don't know how, but it do be like that. I mean, <laughs> I think he's behind Rashford in the packing order as well in terms of like fast. Bro, white Saka players. has leapfrogged him, man. Like <laughs> Saka was the last minute because Saka in the actually squad, tracks back. Like Sancho is not the most defensively, yeah, yeah, responsible. Sancho is like inside forward, like or like top winger. He, 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 you don't want him to backtrack anyway. But that's not how Southgate plays. Yeah, like like you so eloquently put it, he's basically stoked. Yeah, <laughs> you don't defend, you don't defend, you don't you don't get in the team, man. Yeah, boy. Yeah, so, so um, Ukraine, Sweden. Uh, I'm just the, gonna go the, Sweden. The overlooked game. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's hard to it's hard to take that that bracket seriously, lah, because of mm-hmm. who you know is playing before them. But mm-hmm. I think Ukraine. Ukraine kind of Ukraine can me. attack, man. Yeah, they can attack. Yeah, they, yeah, but but I I think, like they 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 put in a decent showing against the Dutch. They rightfully mm-hmm. beat Ma- North Macedonia, like, um, and they kind of faltered against Austria. So, yeah, a very mixed group stage. But I think they'll be happy with the draw. Like like I said, Sweden. Mm. Oh my god, they are, are the favorites. But their coach is they, they're, not, they're not. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're they're not Shut the up. most. Def- Neither Ukraine or Sweden are the most defensively stout nation, so I, I could see this going to penalties yeah, as well. It's really I, I, anyone's I feel game. That, yeah, I feel that they are like the Southampton of the Euros. Who? They're like uh, Ukraine. Ukraine. What? Ukraine nah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, they they can attack, but defensive oh, oh, okay, like okay, okay. it's it's like they they can be defensively solid when they but show. But they also can be yeah, it depends what, what which Ukraine turn up. I think from a fan's yeah. point of view, for a neutral point of view, I would I would much rather Sweden go through just because uh, they're more exciting players that I would like to take a closer yeah, look at. Yeah, actually, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I would. Um, yeah, like, like if if are Sweden you, are you scouting? Up, are you scouting for Liverpool, dude? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Isaac, man. Isaac yeah, yeah. I was there look at Isaac already. already. Bro, Isaac, is Isaac bro, Isaac is a Swedish anchor. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beast. He's a beast. Um, <laughs> and I think if he they go up against England or Germany, you know, they could be that could be his, you know, his audition bro, of sorts. Bro, they're, 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 they're trying to like 
I, I don't know who's being I think Arsenal is being linked with him like they want 70 million for him I'm like bro that no way, man. standard lah it's the, it's the Euro tax plus the the young player tax <laughs> 70 mil is like nah no way yeah no so, way. So, so guys before we transit to the next segment uh, Nathan and BK who, who comes out trumps in the uh, Sweden versus Ukraine uh, yeah Sweden man um, like what Sweden yeah, they they just, just cause team. it's just because also I agree <laughs> with Pascal I just want them to win for more entertainment value I'm not sure if I want to say Ukraine in the quarter finals against England or Germany I think Sweden will be more I don't know carrying their weight I guess I just think Sweden have more um, goals in them than Ukraine Forsberg right yeah, as Forsberg has been impressive this yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Emil Forsberg ironically they play they're a better side without Zlatan it's just how it is you wow know. Wow. You, you trade off that Stardust mm. for a bit more for Anketia. Anyway, Anketia. <laughs> I, I can't get the name right. Anketia. You do mark my words, Isaac is gonna be a beast. <laughs> like you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you can take, right, that, I mean, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Alright man, that wraps I mean, our Euro that, segment. Yeah, so I think now we can transit to you know something a little bit different. We're just gonna closer talk about to home. Yeah, I'm just going to talk about transfer rumours that's been circulating around uh, English Premier League. And yeah, just for the new listeners out there, um, I'm a Chelsea supporter. Uh, Nathan's a United supporter. Pascal supports Liverpool. And BK supports Arteta. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just going to talk about the... I might as well talk about Alexander Isak and his... Uh, let's talk about Arsenal's rumours. So... Basically, you guys are linked with everyone. <laughs> wait, wait, like, everyone like who's not in the top tier. Mm, I mean, Ben White's alright. I mean, the most concrete rumour so far has been Ben White and Albert Sambi Lokanga and to Arsenal. Um, damn, I can't remember who's the other one. I, I, I just saw it earlier on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dude, yeah, so I know Ben White seems like it's a done deal. Just gonna announce it after the Euros and... Sambi Lakonga, from what I've read, a bit has been submitted. I don't know, like Ben White. I I do feel that he's a replacement for David Lewis because out of everyone in defense, he's the guy that can progress the ball out of it. And Sambi Lakonga, he's basically an alternative to Bisuma because it's much cheaper. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I'm I'm just not. Uh, I mean, we we talked about this offline. I've been like drafting the players out and then like watching what we need and what we don't. But I think a lot of it comes down to the thing that we don't see, which I think we talked about. Uh, the synergy of the player to management. Uh, vibes like you said that Saliba will leave, which most likely seems like that. Uh, mm-hmm. but Never wrong if with- he does stay, then the Ben White thing becomes a bit of a question mark. Uh, but I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Saliba will stay. Like, I, I think him and Ateta relationship wise, it's gone, man. Yeah, and I don't know what happened, but it seems so. And then same comes about the loanies. You know, the other people that we loaned out, Willock. Um, uh, who else did we loan out? Uh, uh I can't. Netmout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, no, yeah. It's like, yeah, and then Gunzozi and all this like what what are we gonna do with them? I mean like there are some which are definitely I guess will be gone, will be like Kolosinech. Yeah, you guys have so much dead wood, man. Yeah, man. It's yeah, mind boggling. So yeah. I'm guessing like it the question is whether he's gonna give them a shot. And there are actually positions that the youth or some lonies can actually fill up now with 
um, we, we, we got rid of people and the question still stays where's William going man who's going to take that 200k which a week I'll tell you right now, BK, William, William is not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. <brother>. It's like, <laughs> you know, everything has been going up. <laughs> Good right? luck. Every every rumor has been going around. And I'm here like, I don't care who you sign, man. I just want you to let him go. That's all. I mean, recent rumors, you guys have been linked to Belotti. Oh, yeah, I saw that Those one too, man. Recent, yeah. You saw that one? Yeah, mm. 30 million for Belotti. That's quite cheap, though, I have to say. Do, do you guys actually have money? I mean, I, I kind of have Do we not? Arsenal Wenger Wait, has been saving for this day. Hold up, guys. Why, w- why would Arsenal go for Andrea Bellotti when they had someone on par, if not better than him, in Giroud like three years ago? Bro, don't, don't ask why, Arsenal. Like, why are they, go- why know, are they going towards uh, that kind of profile? Emery, yeah. Emery doesn't like him. I don't know. Or Arteta doesn't like him. Wait, who sold, who sold Giroud? No, Emery. Emery, yeah, yeah, Giroud. Emery doesn't like him, I guess. <laughs> Just my two cents. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so you were um, linked with one more player, right? This new guy, uh, Nuno Tavares. Oh uh, yeah, I think he's a done deal as well. The left back. Um, the left back. Done deal. Yeah. Really? The left back. Yeah, it's a done deal. I just read the like thing, like a quick one only. There, there, there wasn't much going on. It's just like interest. In, it's basically okay. Mo- most of the transfer rumors we're gonna talk about are. Like eighty percent of them are done deals, but they're gonna be announced after the. Bro, Euros. that guy's going to be another Tismikas man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's basically no. He, he's basically a backup to Tierney, man. Don't hate. That's all he is. Yeah, then uh, I have like Milan Mouse for that. It's like ah, uh, forget it, man. Milan Mouse is not a left back. <laughs> he can play left back. I don't know lah. That's why he wants to leave. Just be a be a be a utility man like Oshia. Oh well, like Oshier. a lot of ins and outs at Arsenal, but a definite in that's yet to be announced at United is. Well, Nathan, I think you can heave a sigh of relief. Jaden Sancho is finally about to sign for United it after like it, yeah. an eighty-five million pound bid. Was after a, stel- a stellar Euro campaign, <laughs> <laughs> he set the Euros hey, but, alight. Yeah, dude, dude. If hey, but, he didn't take part it, in the Euros, right, he could have just signed for you guys, yeah. and you guys would have saved the whole drama. And yeah, think about it. He's gonna come back fresh, you know. Zero, zero game time at the Euros like he's gonna hit the ground running at United I'm just gonna put it finally out there finally filling that, in that, that right that, wing that the Euros has caused like we were discussing offline uh, some people's stocks uh-huh. to drop so <laughs> I mean for this could <laughs> be a good thing for Sancho like the no no I think he's no will stay static like Sorry? if you don't if, if you don't take part in any games technically it remains static so it's yeah, alright his price can't right. increase <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like oh he won the Euros so it's like okay cool yeah, yeah I so think I know just your your way too early thoughts on how Jaden Sancho will fit in at United. I mean, in terms of an attacking sense, I mean, definite improvement on the right hand side because for some reason you guys basically had no right winger since Antonio Valencia. Me, yeah, like we've been, we've a been week. starting to kind of like use uh, or what has happened was they had to turn uh, Aaron Wan Bissaka into a full out like uh. A wing back. back where he runs oh. he does all the overlapping <laughs> runs and they've been trying to make him do the crossing and stuff so mm-hmm. I think that's where if Sancho comes in it may be a little bit different actually because Sancho's like the kind that will cut in and 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 do that, or even like um a bit more like Ronaldo in the sense that he will actually like dribble in and then try to make opportunities for himself so uh, that's Wait, is he is he predominantly yeah sorry is he predominantly a right winger like a guy who hugs the touchline or is he like an inside forward yeah, a bit more inside like, um, forward, but he also tends to like go down to the to the to the byline, which and and oh. do a cutback in. But it depends because you see the nature of like I think the people he plays with like Haaland and stuff like 
in this case, mm-hmm. it will be if he comes in, he will have Cavani, which is kind of that more traditional forward, like Haaland style, um, mm-hmm. target man that you can aim for. So he works quite well, I think, with a forward like that, rather than with Greenwood or Rashford. That's where my doubts come in, like how he will work in that system where United have been starting to play a little bit like Liverpool with three pacey forwards. Um, mm-hmm. in 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 Dortmund, th- it's it's not really the case. I mean, Haaland is really fast, but their style of playing is mm-hmm. a bit more like Spurs, where it's like Son and and Kane that kind of partnership. That's how I see mm-hmm. that partnership. So, um, how I mean, definitely his quality is is something that we're gonna look forward to. How uh, Oli is gonna use him is is something that I'm not sure just yet. Plus yeah, all the, the 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 midfield who can be providing him um like Bruno and Pogba as well. So th- it looks very interesting. This shaping up to be, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how how he'll fit in 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 United. I mean, he he. I I do feel that him and Pogba, I mean, they have not met yet in person. But I feel that he's kind of a guy that's gonna click in well with the likes of Rashford, Greenwood. You know, Pogba. Like I said before, like like he has the same sort of character as them, somewhat. So I think. I don't know. Do do you think that Jadon Sancho will be the right addition to the squad to kind of get you guys back to the lofty heights of winning your twenty first Premier League title? I mean, just to challenge United, just to challenge City, of course, and the likes of Liverpool. Well, it's it's a bit hard to say, but I would definitely say that what Sancho brings is more goals and assists. Um. So yeah. In whatever shape. I that mean, happens. other than Sancho, yeah. I mean, Sancho is kind of a done deal. But you guys have been linked to, you know, the guy who's been much maligned this episode, Mister Rafael Varane. I mean, it's but been a Ramos like th- as well. I feel like that's just been talk. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Varane is like. Yeah. I think any it's not concrete happening. offers have come in. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's the thing. I I do feel that. Yeah. In terms of attacking wise, you guys have strengthened massively, but your defense is still a bit. I, I, I don't ball. read that defense. Yeah, like 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 we said before, to to win a thirty eight game week, you know, uh Premier League title, you, you can't just rely on your attack throughout to bail you out. Because um I I, I know that Ferguson kind of did that in the twenty twelve, twenty thirteen season. But it's Ferguson man. You, you are always a manager right now and you know, it he's been Polarizing opinions, honestly. I, I, I mean, I've said quite a lot about Ole and I have feel that he's kind of the man before the man to take you to your next title. But Ole kind of reminds me a little bit like Gareth Southgate. He's a bit risk-averse. So, um, I don't know. Like In order to play that type of pragmatic counter-attacking football, you need a quality defense and a quality defensive midfielder. Because McFred... I I don't think they are that midfield partnership that you need to to get you to where to to get United back to the glory days because I do feel you guys need a central defensive midfielder in the likes of I don't know Bisuma will be a great addition to any team. Yo, leave my man alone, man. <laughs> you guys are going for a conga, man. I think yeah, <laughs> no, I think what the Euros has shown is that um if you want to get the most out of Pogba, you need to just put. Proper defensive yeah, uh, midfielder correct. behind him, uh, but it's and then weird, you, right? let, you let you let Bruno free roam wherever he wants to be, and then try to maintain that partnership. You think United can be able to hold both? Like if you allow free roam, uh, Bruno, and you allow a uh, creative, full on creative 
partial free roaming Pogba it, and then it works that's who's, what, who's that's going to be has, Anchorman then no but that's what has uh, kind of been uh, shown already in, in the previous season which is also a bit strange like I can't conceptually mm. understand it but the, they can play quite well together Bruno and Pogba just because I think their interplay is pretty good even though you think wait if you're both attacking minded then who's sitting back to cover you is it Fred? Is it McTominay? But yeah, usually they so play that's both the question. in a, in a, yeah, in a yeah. double, uh, in a defensive pivot. So it's quite... Um, but at the times that they do play together, um, I think Pogba tends to sit a little bit deeper. Uh, Bruno still is given the free reign to move about and then Pogba plays on uh, either the left or the right together with McTominay or... Um, or or Fred or in a in a probably in earlier days a much younger fitter Matic would have been in a very ideal yeah, kind of scenario. I think they would have. Mm. Been that's yeah. that's yeah. where yeah. like now I look at Matic, I'm like, why do we still have this guy? He doesn't play. He's not Seniority. fast when he comes on. Um, yeah, I mean he is another one that it's really quiet. There's no rumors. No one really wants to to buy him either. So he's still. Did you guys just mm. give him a contract extension the other time? He, uh. I can't Maybe he's good. He's just good in the dressing room. Yeah, it like might Mata. Be one of that's that's yeah, what Mata's doing yeah. as well. Probably yeah. both of them are just there for like the seniority kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually want to say in that in order for you, yeah, yeah. On, go ahead, on go ahead. paper, like the defense, right? Um, I think if you look at the uh, uh, who plays on the left and the right back, they are decent. Uh, AWB was quite sensational for for United, and then uh, Shaw also had a standout season. So if they can keep their form for next season, that would be great. The The main worry has always been the centre-back pairing. And I feel like um, Maguire definitely is still the, the leader and who I think that they are looking for a partner for. So in, the, in this case, it's always been someone who has to be quick, like what Lindelof is, except Lindelof is not so decisive at times. And his positioning is questionable, even though he is one of the better um, ball-distributing centre-backs of the two, I feel. So that's probably where we're going to need to reinforce uh, either someone else to take over Lindelof so that he can play back. And then th- we've just given another extension to Bailly. So I guess that's what we're building for. Like, uh, You need like two sets of centre-backs if you're going to challenge for league title as well as Champions League now that we're back in Champions League and all the other cup games as well. So um, th- I think that's what United are just missing. One more yeah, I do feel that um, yep. Yeah, although Jaden Chancho is it's a signing that you guys have been clamoring over for like the past two years, but I feel that a center defensive midfielder and a center back, like of of the ilk that you so eloquently explained just now, it's kind of what United need more than Jaden Sancho. But it's for port for another time. So um, Liverpool. <laughs> Nothing much on that end, you know. I mean, you guys signed Konate and all that, but any any other links besides um no, your uh, oh yes, Coleman, yearly Coleman, yearly Coleman. link to Tiermans, Coleman, Kingsley Coleman. Yeah, I mean a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of the rumors uh, surrounding Liverpool now um are just that they're just rumors. We're just putting out feelers to see if um clubs would be interested to sell in the first place. Um, I think we're like. As with the plan, most seasons is we we have to offload before we can sign first. So we're hoping to ship off some of the um, the quote unquote dead wood, such as like your Harry Wilsons, uh, Marco Gruich, um, Divock Origi's, you know. So 
Uh, I think if we can even Shakiri like if if he scores a banger against Spain, that's another ten mil. Uh, <laughs> so you never know. Like I think we're just trying to raise as much money as we can while lowering the wage bill. And okay. yeah, we'll see from other there. Other than other than you know, you guys are already bagging the signing of Konate, who might kind of rate by the way. Um, I know. What do you need? Like what? What does Liverpool need? Right off the bat, the we squad? we need a goal scorer, hundred percent. Um and we need uh, Alexander Santa. Isak. We need <laughs> honestly, honestly, not for seventy mil, but someone in his mold, a bit more, you know, different from our front three. He's more of like a natural, like number number ten, you know, like like just really in the box. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's quite tall, physical presence. So I I would love to have him, but not for at like seventy mil. There's no way in hell that's happening. I mean, Sturridge is free. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but that's not really the how how Klopp likes Liverpool to play on attacking wise, right? Like Yeah, but I, I feel like he's young enough and intelligent enough to adapt his style, but he'll be able to bring a physical presence to the game. It's just a bit of diversity, you know. I feel like Liverpool have no problems apart from that little spell in January in creating chances. It's just mm-hmm. that when our forwards aren't Firing on all cylinders, you know, we we really struggle to put the ball in the back of the net. So, we really need like um. I I obviously this is you know if I could take a time machine, I would I would get us to sign Chicharito because I absolutely love him, and he's the exact mold of player we need. Someone who's okay being on the bench, and someone who can come on Wait, and get it you that, a goal. Is it that Diogo Jota for you? Isn't yeah, but I I think Origi I think Jota I think uh, or Origi, <laughs> I love Origi, but he's kind of done. Mm-hmm. I think Origi's finished and he knows. Um and I mean he's a legend, he'll always be a legend, but I think he's time to move on. Jota I think has a bigger role to play. I think you guys um, are offloading Origi, uh Shakiri, Ox. Or at least maybe? we're we're tr- we're trying to I, I don't think we'll let Ox go. Keita? For for a number of reasons. Ke- uh, yes. Keita is <laughs> I think Keita um his asking price will put a lot of clubs off. Thirty two mil I think at least. Liverpool will be looking to recoup most of what we spend on him if we let yeah. him go. But he's left with um, one more year of contract, right? I'm guessing. No lah, I think he has two more years. Um, yeah, so it's like if he doesn't make next season, then it will be the... Not so much the point, yeah. I think if we can't get the right profile to replace Wijnaldum for the right price, then we'll look internally to see what we can do. Mm. Uh, maybe like the likes of Ox or Keita mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will be given their like final chances mm-hmm. to show that they can f- fit in, but... Yeah, yeah. I think I think, I think Ox, as well. Ox probably not because I think him being English, and him being uh, able to play multiple positions and just being a very big dressing room personality, they'll try their best to make it work with him. They'll probably keep him till like thirty two, Yeah, we'll keep him for the long haul, but maybe on like a smaller contract. But um, I'm happy that we've at least sorted out centre back. There's rumours that Kabak might still sign. Yeah, um, I saw that for too. a lot less. Um, like we had agreed, this is like some really like FM tactic. Like we agree on the yo, on the, the, I, I the know buyout. We, we I know agree it. on the on the agreed price. <laughs> then we don't do it. Yeah, and then we yeah. just come back in with a low ball offer. And yeah, sometimes yeah. the clubs are just forced to accept it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. Um, but he'll have to accept that game time will be limited. But uh, Kabak for seven mil, I, I can't really say no to that. 
Schalke, yeah. right? I mean, Schalke is relegated, so... Yeah, Schalke in big trouble, man. Yeah, so they, I, could, they, they might they just, be like, like, take it. They could fall into the abyss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah Chelsea, my, man. My, my boy, my boy, Ned Phillips, off to Burnley, man. I really, like Ned Phillips. I really like Ned Phillips. I really like. He's gonna do well. He's gonna do well at Burnley. He eh? stepped up superbly, and I think a move to yeah. a club like Burnley in the Premier League will yeah. suit all parties. Liverpool will be happy mm. that he's getting first team action, and what's, you know, what's we'll the, be happy with the money. If I'm not wrong, him. yeah, you guys said you wanted ten to fifteen million for him, but that's okay. What? I think Burnley's Burnley's recent uh, transfer submission was in the region of. 8.7 Yo million. that's like My bidding style man I would have to <laughs> No lah uh, Bur- Burnley I think Burnley man. do have money Just from being in the Premier League So Bro B- Burnley have no money dude No, they, no they, they, they never have, have money bro They have They have <laughs> Premier League money And if they sell Tarkovsky or Ben Mee Because oh, yeah, that I, is that, That's why they're funding The Nat Phillips Move mm-hmm. I do see So Tarkovsky. if they let one of those two go they're, they're gonna Have the money Yeah and I think Tarkowski is the one That's going Surprisingly But I'm not mm. sure to who Um, oh. Last I heard was Villa were interested Oh yeah 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 v- Villa was bro. His, his contract was winding down Yeah yeah I mean bef- Okay before Before we go to Chelsea right Like all these rumours That oh, Sorry all these players That uh, Villa have been inquiring about They've been submitting bids for like recently, they have a 30 million bid for Emil Smith Rowe from Arsenal turned down. J- just and they have signed Buendia. Doesn't that fuel the rumor that Jack Grealish to Man City is, is going to happen? Like, from, from what I've told you guys, an 88 million transfer bid is uh, going to happen. It's going to be announced after I the mean, Euros. I mean, just saying, that's how I play my FM. I just like, I, I think Pascal plays it the same way. We just like send mass inquiries to everywhere. Whether or not we have no, the cash. Yeah, but, but there's, it, there's some sort of. There's no. There's, there's no, no smoke without fire regarding release to City. No, so such the thing why I didn't really believe that one is because that I think they have to strengthen their squad a bit as well, even if they don't sell Grealish. Because it doesn't make sense for Grealish to want to stay in. No, but but you think about it, where where's the money coming from? I think uh, apparently their owners are the top. They're, they're quite. R- I. Also, I, I really not too poor, so. man. Uh, I, I read something online that said that they actually aren't that poor. Yeah, but I, I I do feel that it's gonna happen. Like the the money, I mean the the owners do have to balance the books and all that because um you can't really you can't keep dipping in your pocket for to 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 pay the transfers. You know, I I do feel that the greatest transfer to City has some traction to it. It has some reality to it because it's it's kind of like when um was it United. No, sorry, not United. It it was some some club was selling Lukaku away, but uh, then they decided to no no it's something like the bill you know Gabriel was being sold to to Real Madrid for uh, like a hundred million, and Spurs were already linked to like a lot of replacements yeah, yeah, prior yeah. to the transfer being finalized. And I it, I feel that it's some similarity between this and mm, the yeah yeah okay I can see what you're going with yeah. Yeah, because they know that they have cash in hand to spend because everything's been settled already. They just have to announce the deal. And yeah, so Jack Grealish to Man City, man, it's it, it's not what we want to see, but it's going to happen. And Kane to Man City, man. It's <laughs> I don't know how City are going to do it. I think there are going to be player transfers involved as well, like cash plus player. I don't know, like thoughts of... Raheem Sterling being added into the deal as well and I don't know man just I I swear like after Euros is over when it comes to mid-July like the whole transfer market is gonna go 
absolutely batshit crazy with everyone trying to get the players that they want and you know lastly just to wrap this episode up Chelsea I mean we Chelsea's been linked to Haaland for like almost the entire summer right now and the current latest developments is that Dortmund won 125 million uh, euros they're really like sitting on 200 million of cash man yo that's sick yeah but like I mean Jadon Sancho is more more or less a done deal I don't know if Dortmund's willing to let go of the both Haaland and Jadon Sancho I think I mean it yeah. could happen with the right price but I mean yeah. the question is didn't they do that with Lewandowski in one season and then the next season with uh, yeah yeah that, yeah that's right they did it in, in two different transfer windows but we're talking about Haaland potentially leaving with Jadon Sancho as well I guess it's see who's who 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 they bring in. I guess after, uh, that money first. I think the first eighty mil they have to use yeah. it quite wisely, and then whether mm-hmm. that convinces uh Haaland to actually stay. Yeah, for for me, I I think this season Chelsea it's it's Haaland or no one. I mean um the uh Ashraf Hakimi deal kind of fell through, but I don't think a bid was ever submitted. It was just uh. Just here, say I think Dortmund were trying to do something fraudulent to get PSG to <laughs> up the price and to speed up negotiations. Yeah, uh, I kind of glad that that deal wasn't done because Hakimi is sort of a, he's a system player to put it in layman's terms. Like he does well in the right wing back position, but you play him in a back four, like he's kind of like a right footer Alonso. Like he he does well. As a wing back, but if you play him as a full back in a back four system, he might not be able to adapt. And for seventy million, that's a lot of money to splash on a player who can play one system. I mean, he may not, he may not be that type of player. But on evidence so far, yeah, it's either right wing back or nothing. And I, I, I feel that Chelsea's been pretty well covered in that position, and spending that amount of money on. Hakimi just makes no sense at all and I'm kind of glad that like no bid was made yeah so nothing much about Haaland I think we'll find out more once the Euro ends yeah so, yeah yep I think it's a good wrap to the episode Um, anything else you guys want to say? I'll just uh, wrap a bit on Haaland um, <laughs> I think okay. it really depends how much because Haaland can go for 65 mil next season right or even less than that so about the, 75 yeah that extra 60 mil or so Dortmund will really think to themselves whether they can win the title this season you know like if one more season with Haaland and whoever they bring in to replace Sancho or whatever will that be enough to help them lift the Bundesliga or perhaps mount an assault in the Champions League if the answer is no they'll probably take whatever ridiculous amount that Chelsea or whoever puts up for Haaland and just be we'll, we'll cash our chips now rather than lose him for like half the price next season so mm-hmm. really depends what kind of replacements they have lined up yeah and, and to add to your point I kind of feel that it's kind of like a waiting game on, on who falls first exactly. yeah, because, yeah like you said yeah like if Dortmund wait one summer window later they're gonna get like half the price of what they may get from Chelsea if you know if they do decide oh we, we, we think that 100 million is not enough so I feel we'll, that this we'll, we'll keep Haaland for one more season and then sell him for like 
40 million less I feel this cycle could be the whole like the whole you, you know when Arsenal yeah, did yeah, the whole like Jovino thing that whole like yeah, who goes where it could probably be yeah it could probably this cycle will probably be dragged out until maybe the last day of summer window yeah definitely it really depends on, on who decides to fold first yeah as, you, as we've seen before even when it comes to like managerial appointments if everything's like a domino effect once one deal is done then you slowly start to see like other pieces start moving like Player mm-hmm. A goes to club A and then B goes to B and yeah, you'll just start to see things fall yeah. in place. I, I mean, Spurs have shown that with their <laughs> manager. I mean, yeah, since, since you brought it up, like, since you talk about manager, many go rounds, a club that is still managerless, even. <laughs> I mean, dude, Palace, Palace has appointed a manager even before they did. All oh, right. I yeah. don't know, like, who, who do you think is going to be the next manager to be linked to? I mean to, to Spurs. I told you guys about the Slippy G one which I don't see that happening man. Uh, nah, not, I, I not don't think he'll go. Chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't can say with confidence zero I, chance. I honestly don't think Eddie Howe is gonna be the guy. Um, yeah, you never you never know man, never know. Low key, right? <laughs> I might actually think Southgate. I'm not gonna lie, man, but like Oh my god, I, Southgate. I swear to god it might like if he flops the the thing fast enough. But if he doesn't then unlikely he'll get hired. Dear Lord, imagine Southgate at Spurs. Well, uh, if you guys got nothing to add on, I think that kind of wraps up this uh, episode. Uh, I'd like to thank the listeners for, you know, dedicating your time to listening to this episode. And do like us on Instagram. We can be found at Banter, And also, we are currently uploading uh, episodes on the YouTube platform. YouTubes, so that's right. YouTube. so... Yeah, do give us a like and, you know, comment and subscribe because, you know, and please, please don't sh- shower us with hate comments because we are fragile little creatures. <laughs> 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 yeah, we crumble at any sort of uh, critique. So, yeah, thank, once again, I'd like to thank my fellow fraud lords for, you know, joining me in this episode and hey. guess we'll see hey. you again soon. Bye, guys. Bye.